Yeah. Knife. From that gun and knife. There's no singing the blues and it's gonna be alright. The Abstract Athlete Podcast. A collision of art, sports, and science. Come on, these is real tears, no fear, dog. I had the real deal, holy fear. Now my sister's sleeping in the holy field. I never missed a meal, though she ain't paid the bills. No, to keep my stomach filled. Mama had the deal and sealed. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for stopping by the Abstract Athlete Podcast. We really appreciate all of our amazing listeners, and as always, thank you to our sponsors. Remember to check out theabstractathlete.com for information on upcoming events and workshops. And please do not forget to stop by and follow us on our social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Today, we have a really important podcast. It is one that, like most of our podcasts, was recorded a few weeks ago, but holds great importance. Jaraz Jenkins is a former student of mine, an incredible artist, a friend, and much more. Jaraz is a survivor. He is a fighter. He has told me that he should not be here because of who he was born and where he was born. Jaraz, as I say in the podcast, is a hero. I think he's a mentor. He is who I believe who we should strive to be as humans. He's compassionate, he's caring, and he's real. I cannot say enough about uh, how much I cherish his friendship. Uh, Last year, Jaraz and I were talking and he mentioned that his life was a movie and he really wanted his story to be told. So I got him and I and a friend of mine who's a filmmaker, Paul Lewis from Subterracon Films, and we started filming last year. We are still looking for patrons to help fund this important story, so please go to Subterracon, that is S-U-B-T-E-R-R-A-C-O-N.com, and consider a tax-deductible donation. Jaraz and I are going to be talking about his life and how art really saved him and what the future holds. Please check out Jaraz's work at underscore Jaraz, J-A-R-A-Z, on Instagram. And with that, let's welcome Jaraz Jenkins. We're going to start. So... Um, Jaraz Jenkins, uh, we got him in podcast, the abstract athlete podcast today. We're going to talk a little bit about artwork, uh, past life, not past life. That sounds, <laughs> that sounds like you've lived twice. Uh, um, how you got here. Uh, we're going to talk about, um, a documentary that we're filming with you, uh, telling your life story and, um, Probably talk a little bit about how we met, all that shit. So, um, I don't know. A lot of shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, I guess, um, right out the bat, I mean, do you want to go into your into your life? Do you want to talk about how you got into art? I mean, you just graduated from Virginia Commonwealth University two years ago. It'll be two years ago this spring, right? Yeah, so, 2018. Yeah. Yep. Um. Lean in a little bit, actually, with it. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Okay. Cool. Right. Um, so I don't know. Like, like I, you know, I think this this conversation can kind of go all over the place, which I love. Uh, but maybe, I mean, I know the documentary is really going to be a lot about um, your story, and which is a fascinating story. Um, and I think, you know, I think we've talked about it. It's it's kind of a story of survival. I don't know if that's the, I mean, I guess that's the way that you said it to me. And I think that, you know. Yeah, definitely survival. Um, struggle. Yeah. And um, perseverance. Perseverance. But, you know, the story is still, still being written. Yeah. Yeah, we have to jazz part two. <laughs> yeah, years. a lot of parts. <laughs> but I think, I mean, I think the reason why the story is so important is it is inspiring. Um, 
and how, you know, like that you, and I don't want to say that you did survive, but how, like what you went through to get there. And I know the first time I met you was as your advisor, like yeah. the first time you came back to school and you were still dealing with a lot of shit. And through the first first semester, or was it first two semesters of school? And if, to be honest with you, like, it's A, hard to even just come back to school. I mean, that's for anybody. Um, but I think from what you were dealing with and how you got back to school, it is, um, I think it's inspiring for people. Yeah. Um I don't know. Like I don't know where to start. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can like we can meander. But how did you get uh, an easy question? Like right off the bat, like how did you get into art? Like were you always a kid that did that? Um, did you know that's what you wanted to do? Um, I mean, did you? I mean, there's a lot of questions in there. I guess, and we can like why don't you start? Like, how did you get in into being an artist? Well, like as far as I can remember, I've been like drawing i used to always like to draw and like draw on the walls i used to always get in trouble for writing on the walls <laughs> <laughs> i'm just in a house making murals and <laughs> um at your own house okay yeah okay <laughs> and um and you know we're living in like <laughs> we're living in like um like section eight housing so we you can't like do stuff like that yeah you can get put out so i was getting in trouble for that then my mom would like start buying me pads and and stuff and then um i got with one of my older cousins and he was he was real like talented and he used to draw a lot and he was drawing like faces and stuff and um i spent like a summer over their house and I just started practicing, and I was like, I was very young then. I think I probably I wasn't even in school yet. Oh whoa! Okay. Yeah, so, so five six or something. Yeah, like probably four or five. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I was, um, I started drawing like drawing faces and stuff back then. So, and um, like using graphite and stuff. And then since ever since then, I started like getting more interested and interested in art. And through school, I started um, winning awards and stuff. So I just kept it going. It was just something I I would do just to like um, get away from yeah. certain stuff that was going on in 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 my house or in the neighborhood or. It was my escape, so I would just always just draw stuff, and then I would go to school and draw in my notebooks, <laughs> and get in trouble, and get put out of <laughs> class, and everything. So it it that's when it started pretty early, right? To say that, yeah. But it's all it's like you just said it was like an escape, and I think you know one of the things we talk about, and one of the things you know I know you and I have talked about is how art or being creative is actually good for our mental health. Um, you know, it just calms everything down. And so for you, it actually really truly was this, this place that took you to another place. Um, and it got you out of like mental yeah. sp spaces that are like stress related or anxious spaces. Yeah, definitely. It definitely did. Like, I don't know. I I, I want to show people that and spread that that whole idea that art is basically medicine. Yeah. Because it can get you out of those tough like mental places. Like especially as a as a child, like I had to grow up fast and I had to like learn about stuff real fast and and. I grew up in a single household, so my father wasn't around. I had to like basically be the man of the house very early. So everything was an art to me. I, I had to do everything I was doing. I had to look at it as an art. So <laughs> no, no. I mean, I think that that's actually really intense. Yeah. To, you know, to to imagine that 
that space where, you know, what are you, 10 years old, you're the man of the house or whatever. I mean, I mean, that's, that's tough. Like you said, you have to grow up, you know. Yeah. Like I, I got my first job at like 13 and I started like helping paying bills. Yeah. With my first, where we were selling candy at, um, we would go out to the, to the neighborhoods, the well, more well-off neighborhoods and sell candy. <clears throat> so every every night I bring back money and I save it up for a week and my mom would like get it taken yeah. from me. <laughs> so I started paying bills early and I wasn't into art then, <laughs> you know, because I had to grow up. Right. But I always like felt like I wanted to come back to it. And when like when things got like tough, I did always go back to it. Right. So I mean, it that was always there for me right Needs to say yeah yeah no I, it, yeah i mean that's it's it's deep i mean yeah. <laughs> to say you know um because it's 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 one of those things where you just what do you say you go to the rich neighborhoods yeah and and you know that the kids there aren't aren't dealing with the same situations and it's yeah. it's it's one of those situations where you know, we are, well, hopefully we're all equal as humans, mm-hmm. but we're not all born yeah. into the same space. Yeah, that's that's very true. And I've realized that at a very young age also. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that, like, that's something that really hit home, like, when, when me and my mom went through my sister, my younger sister passing away at the time that she was going through it, she was having an asthma attack. So at the time of the asthma attack, I called the ambulance and they took so long to come because of the neighborhood we lived in. So that's when I really realized where I was in the world. Right. And like, (laughs) just a whole, yeah, it's a whole different, it's a whole different situation. Yeah. And like the the doctors. I mean, how old were you then? I was, hmm. I think you said, I think we talked about this when you're like 14, 13. Is that right? I think I was, I was about 13. Okay. Yeah. I thought I remember you telling me this. Yeah. And it it was the summer right before going to the sixth grade or the seventh grade, seventh grade. Yeah. 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 So I realized it then, man. And that's when I really like woke up. And I really had to grow up. Right. Yeah, like, far beyond, like, paying bills. I had to grow up, like, as a adult, like, thinking about death and, like, everything. Right. Yeah. Which is, I mean, for a 13-year-old, that's that's yeah. a lot. That's a lot of weight. Is that when you started getting back into it, into art? That's, to- no, I was, I was far away from art okay. during this time this is like really just yeah life yeah yep so i wasn't even like i didn't even take art i mean i was always good better i mean i wouldn't say better but like the teachers would always like point me out amongst the rest of the class right growing up through in every in every grade level but i never like took art serious as in something that i could do grow up and be an artist right i know that feeling actually I, even even growing up to be an art teacher it yeah. wasn't it wasn't realistic to me and um so i never i never even like took it serious like i didn't i never knew i never knew that it was black artists period like i didn't even i didn't learn about Bos- Basquiat and, and guys like that until until i grew up right like about five years ago or something, really. Yeah. When you got back into school. <laughs> yeah, basically. Well, I don't think that that's, like, abnormal, really. Yeah. Um, because I've told this story to people before. Is I didn't know myself mm-hmm. when I went to college the first time that you could take art. I know that sounds stupid, but it it's really true. Like, it, art was something that I loved to do, but it was not something that I knew that I could if that makes sense. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. And yeah. It's I mean it's weird to think back now um 
Yeah. <laughs> it's just not one of those things that it's like I even think was a real situation. Like, well, duh, yeah, this is what I do. But it's, I don't know, it's 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 weird. And uh, other people always seen it in me, but I didn't see it. I didn't see it in myself because I didn't. I couldn't see it when I went outside, and yeah. into the neighborhood. All I guess, all I seen was, where far successful people was like drug dealers and and street people. Yeah, and that and that was the only like. That's your world. Yeah, I mean that's truly like that's that's your world. So you, I mean, mm-hmm. I, that, I don't think that's abnormal either. Like when you're, you like I always like to say fish tanks. Mm-hmm. When you're when, wherever you live, that's your little fish tank, and you don't know yeah. anything outside of that space. Yeah, that's it's a real that's real. Yeah, definitely. We're both drinking our coffee now. <laughs> <laughs> but I, um, I guess I want to talk more about like some of the stuff you went through growing up, um, but also. Like when, so you went back to junior college first, correct? Yeah, I mean, I've been through I've been through it all, man. Like, <laughs> and how old are you? Like, why don't you say that? I'm 32. Yeah. I'm 32 yeah. now. People think I'm a lot younger. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're aging well. Yeah, I've been through I've been through a lot of stuff, man. I've seen a lot of things at an early age. Uh, Man, I've seen a lot. I mean, just talking about my sister, like I seen her pass away. Like she passed away right there in the house. Yeah. And the ambulance didn't come. I mean, I've seen. I I, I was walking to school one t- time and seen a guy get killed. Like, I've uh, seen a lot of stuff. I didn't live in the houses where we we had our water cut off, our lights cut off, and to have to live through that. I didn't seen um I didn't been in like just bad play home homeless having to stay with family members and um also then growing up as a teenager getting in trouble getting locked up yeah. going to jail it didn't happen a lot but it did I had to grow I had to like learn on my own I didn't have my father around and um by the time I did like get to know my father and stuff, I was like, <laughs> he was like asking me for money. And, right, like, right, right. So it was like I, it was I could never be a kid. Like so, I look at this time now as me like being an artist now to be a kid or yeah. to to get that because to have a love for life almost is whereas like yeah life was living you now you're gonna try to live life yeah because it was business like yeah. at an early age like. It's business, but that's survival. Like exactly yeah. like what you said before is like this is what I had to do to get yeah. through. Um, and I, I mean, I, again, like to me, like you know, as I think you are like an inspiration, and I think it's you know the story of how you got to where you got is pretty fascinating. Um, um, and I think it's something where I think your story is going to like help people because again, like this idea from where you came from, you know, and, and how you got there. And, and like you said, you're, 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 li- I mean, is this, you know, this is a stupid question maybe, but is this the happiest you've ever been? Do you think? Yeah, it is. And I don't even feel that happy right (laughs) (laughs) but yes it is i I am like this is because i never thought i mean i I mean i i pushed to get here but until even when i got got to where i'm at now and i'm not i'm not like famous or i'm not like big time or nothing like that but uh, what i'm doing now i'm working in the schools with with teens and kids that come from the same places I came from, you know. And you also pe- work at a senior center. Sen- yeah, yeah, I'm working with seniors. And, um, like, th- that right there just, like, com- gives me a sense of completion or, or a sense of, 
It's a circle. I've made it. Yeah. I mean, again, like it's that idea that, uh, and I think you're going to affect more than one person, but they always say if you can affect one person, like you're making a change. Yeah. And I think, again, when you're working with, with kids, I mean, even adults from the same area where you came from and you're showing them what you have done and what you've accomplished. I mean, again, like that's life changing. Yeah. And yeah, and I feel it. Like I feel like when I go into the juvenile centers and uh, work with the guys in there, like, I tell them, I'm like, man, I've, I've, I've been where you've been. And I'm like, you can just, you can, if you keep, if you stay focused on being positive, it will, it'll, it'll, it'll work out in the end. Because through all the negativity, I always like kept a positive, like, like mindset. Right. Even when like in VCU, when I was going through all that stuff, I didn't know if I was going to even be able to finish. Right. Like, to be well, how, why don't you say like say that what happened? I mean, you were going. Well, yeah, I was. I was uh, when I decided to get back into art. Um, I was, you know, I was like, I was doing other stuff too. You know, I, yeah. I had to, <laughs> I, I had to take care of like, I had to take care of my family. Like since fourteen, I've been taking care of adults, right. and this is still going on now. Like. That's why I say I have to get paid for my art. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> I have a family to take care of. Right. But, um, yes, so, you know, I, I dabbled in, in into some some things, and um, it caught up with me. Yeah. You know, it caught up with me when I decided to, when when, when positive things started happening. I, I, I was in um, June... I was in John Tyler Community College. I was, um, I was, I was, I was doing good, but I still was like, I don't know. I was like too deep into the other stuff, so I wasn't really focused on like going to VCU, even though everybody, all the teachers, multiple teachers tell you that. Yeah, they were. Everybody was like. Man, you need to go. You need to go. You need to apply. I I didn't believe in it. I, I, right. That's just how real like my life was. I didn't really believe. I just you know it it just was it wasn't a real thing. Right. So I I got like I got caught up in a in a in a sting, and someone like set me up in a drug bus, and so that set me down. Like so once it once it set me down. I kind of got took took my art serious because I, right. I had to like I, I couldn't do much. I was like out on bond. I couldn't. I had to go back and forth to court. I didn't know what was gonna happen. So that so I had to escape again. So I I got deep into the artwork and my art started to flourish and I started winning like awards and and then I I just said fuck it. I'm gonna just apply for VCU <laughs> and I, and I applied late. It was almost a deadline, and yeah. I got and I got in, and then the shit was just crazy. And then like from there, and see that's again like to imagine what you were dealing with just to get into school, yeah. And everybody else is just going to school, like you're you're dealing with like I mean, I, you know, everybody's perception of what real life is is different, obviously. Yeah. But you know, when somebody has a bad a yeah. bad day like it's a little different when Man, it was a bad year <laughs> two years three years like my one of my best friends had just got shot in the back he like he he's like paralyzed now like it, it just was like it, it wasn't real right so much other stuff was happening and i was just trying to like stay afloat and then when i drowned <laughs> art was my my life jacket i guess <laughs> yeah, that's a great, great way to say it, though. Um, but so you went to, so you were in John Tyler, like that's when it really, it really kind of changed. And then you applied to VCU, and that's when we met. Yeah. Um, and but you were still dealing with a yeah. lot of the legal issues. I know, like um, when you're at VCU, and again, like to that amount of weight on your shoulders to like. You're trying to just get a degree and you're having to deal with life, like yeah. real life, not, you know, like serious shit. Yeah, it was at one, one minute I'm at VCU 
where I always like I always dreamed of getting into VCU. Yeah. But in high school, the counselors wouldn't like see and even in high school the counselors wouldn't tr- like make that a real thing for us because it just was so much other other stuff going on. Like the way I dress, they're going to look at me a certain way and, and they're not going to think that I'm interested in even even in being in school. Right. And I always had to deal with that also. So no, it's like nobody else, like we didn't have people that believed in us, like right. unless you were playing sports or something. And you had to be like good in sports for the coaches to push you. Right. A lot of guys that played sports that um in high school, they they on drugs now. If I go around my old neighborhood, they they around there on drugs. Some of my best friends, and it's it's crazy. It's just and a, these are like the star athletes from the, the star athlete. I mean, star athletes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, and again, like that goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning. It's like it's almost like you didn't even have a chance in the way that they did not. The counselors or the or the teachers didn't even give you that option. Like, yeah, Jaraz, you can go to VCU. Yeah, it was not even. And I had a lot of awards for art back then. I had silver key. I remember one um, award thing I I had to go to. Nobody would go with me. None of my family members. I I had to catch the city bus, and I and I had to go by myself. And when they called my name, I I was too like. I just didn't even want to go up there. It right. was so many like white people and stuff there. I just like left and went home. Right. Yeah. So, like nobody took it serious. So I, I didn't take it serious. Right. Yeah. So it was. That's when you say that I I, I had zero chance. That's really a true statement. Like right. the odds were like. Well, and totally, again, like I just think that. It's I've, I saw a commercial recently or heard a commercial recently where it's it does talk about that idea of where you're born is is like your chance and that like mm-hmm. that to me is i mean it's true unfortunately but it's just insane it's yeah. like you're going to tell me that because you're born 5 blocks away from here or what you know whatever that that makes a difference but it does and i think that's the shit that needs to like change and like how do you do that you yeah. know I mean, does it be? Do you think it will begin? Not that I need to ask you, but you know, is it education? Is it? Uh, I mean, it's. I think it's beyond. I mean, I think education is a component of it, but it's like it's a lot. There's so many things. It's a combination of things. You have yeah. broken homes. Yeah. You have like drug infested neighborhoods. Yeah. You have education system. It's just it's just a lot of things coming from you at every angle. I mean, is that frustrating to you when you hear the, these like things like, oh, we're going to fix these things and the, nobody ever fucking does. And you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. well, we're going to we're going to fix the education system. And it's like, you're not, not going to do that. This is like a talking point. I mean, to me, it's frustrating to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I'm sure like for you that like that uh, that had this this tough background that it is got to be like something where just like you got to look at people and it's like, you're a fucking idiot. And yeah, I, I, man, like my life was so real. I don't even like that part. That like people saying what they're gonna do, I've been like blocked that out. Like when I seen my sister pass away in right. front of my face, and I seen like, I, I seen like, the, like what happened, like the like afterwards, and just what life was really about. Yeah. I didn't pay attention to like shit anybody had to say. Like I was just uh, going out to get me to get mine, and that's. But now, I mean, like. And I, now it's crazy because now I'm in this leaders. I'm I'm becoming like a role model. Yeah. So now I have to. It, it's totally different now. Yeah, and I think you are like that's. You are a role model, and you are yeah. like I think you're a face of change, and. Uh, which I th- again, like I, I use the word inspiring, but I think that it kind of goes beyond inspiring. But I think, you know, you walking into these spaces, like the the juvenile center or the the senior center or, or wherever, I, the change that you can bring, and I think that you do bring, uh, is beyond words. You know, like mm-hmm. you can't really state 
what it does. Yeah. But particularly like for youth, like, you know, we always say when with the abstract athlete, when you bring like a, an athlete into a room that's also an artist, it inspires people because it's it's the kind of that hashtag more than an athlete kind of mm. phenomenon. But it's like that same scenario with you is like you go back to a place where you grew up and you tell them the real, like these kids are going to look at you and like, okay. And that change, I mean, that, that mm -hmm. changes somebody. Yeah. It, uh... I mean, do you see like the, I, I mean, how old are the, 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 I mean, are they up to in their teens? Yeah, they're in it's their teens. It's juvenile, right? Yeah, juvenile. Some, a lot of, some of the guys have like juvenile life. Yeah. And they're in there till they're 21. Yeah. And I was talking to one guy um, this last week, and I was just telling him. He, I think he said he want he wants to be a rapper when he get out. I'm like, yeah, you can you can chase your dream, but you got to stay focused, man. Like, yeah. and it's gonna always be like hurdles, and it's all gonna always be distractions, just because like. And that's not an easy thing to do anyway. I mean, like, yeah, the, I mean, and entertainment is not an easy place not, to break into. Yeah, so you have to have like other. You have to have plan B and C. Yeah. You have to have other things that you, you have lined up that are positive. So, well, it's like we've talked. It's like sometimes you can have to have a shitty job. Yeah. But as long as you can do the creative stuff, yep. like it's okay to have a shitty job. Yeah, <laughs> and, it makes it worth it yeah. at the end. So I'm trying to, you know, show guys that it, there's a, another way if you, if I mean, you put you your mind to it. Do you talk, like, so how, like, Go through like a typical day. Do you go there with paint? And I mean, do you actually create with them, or do you talk with them, or do you do both? Well, we we um, I'm with this um, program called Art 180. Yeah, yeah. So we go in. Yeah, and, which is an awesome. Yeah. Program. They're, they're very awesome. We go in and we're doing like a comic book class right now. So we we're making comic books. So we go in there, give them like snacks and stuff, and you yeah. know they're. They happy about that because <laughs> let them tell it they don't get fed enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and, and we give them like a, a time to like get together. They get to talk and have fun and just escape also and, and do something else and something that's not school and it's not them being locked in their cells, you know. So they get to do something else, you know, make them. And then we also give them, like, trips if they want to come to the the center. When we have our art exhibitions, they get the option to come out for a day and and be in a real art space or a gallery space and have that experience of having their artwork. They, they're allowed to – are they going to be um, showing their work? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, do you do you see a lot of the people you work with get really interested in art or understand yeah. understand kind of the meaning? I mean, again, you're a perfect example of how. I mean, mm. it, I don't think it's too strong to state that art saves. Yeah, um, I wish I would have had somebody like me to walk <laughs> in the room and. Man. I wish I would have had somebody like you too, <laughs> man. Because I'm I'm the same thing. It's like, yeah, I didn't know. I would have been like serious i probably would have been had my first show at 12 years old <laughs> <laughs> the prodigy <laughs> i mean i was in the newspapers and stuff but even that man made it hard to take it take it serious man yeah like i got i won a lot of awards and stuff but it just was but again that you idea go home it's just a different story yeah that's what i was gonna say it's like that it's life life overrides everything sometimes Yep. It's how how can you merge the two? Yeah, you know that's that's why I'm putting I'm giving like I'm just giving my life and my art. Yep, that makes it easier for me. I can't go out and and be. Uh, I mean, I didn't I didn't want to go to school. I, I mean, you know, I hated school, man. I mean, I'm being honest. I mean, but I wasn't good at it, so I don't. I mean, yeah, was, and I was. I I'm the, I see I I think there's a lot of overlap with you and I in terms of the art thing like mm -hmm. I I was good at it. I won awards when I was younger but I was also an athlete and so like that overrode and I wasn't good in school yeah. and so like I struggled and art 
just you know it just kind of went I away. didn't know any artist but I knew every basketball player right. every football player like <laughs> right. that's culture I collect basketball cards football mm-hmm. cards but I didn't have any you still have them no I lost oh. all that stuff. I lost all this I got man. all of mine back at my mom's house <sighs> I mean it's yeah I still need to see those them J's, man. uh, The ones. I don't have them. I have a picture of it. Oh, I thought you had them. (laughs) No, I wish I had them. If I had them, I would have sold them already. Yeah, man. Them things probably worth thousands. Yep. That's and they were even sh- worn and the, stuff. Yeah. They were pretty shredded. I know that because I I wore them because we didn't know any better. Yeah. I collected baseball cards and and I have basketball cards and I, I have actually hundreds. Magic Magic Johnson rookie basketball card. Oh yeah, uh, Magic and actually birds on there as well. It's like a split mm-hmm. card. But, uh, yeah. because Magic have, Magic was my dude, man. Growing yeah. Oh. I yeah. had the the Allen Iversons yeah. rookie, yeah. Jordan College rookie. Oh. I had a lot of stuff. When my chi- when my sister was in the children's hospital, they gave me a whole lot of like baseball cards, and they were like old, but they were in perfect condition. And they're all gone. Yeah, everything's gone. <laughs> no, that was my that was my uh, my hope was that was going to be my uh, retirement fund, but oh, then yeah. <laughs> but then baseball cards like completely tanked. Yeah, so, like I went to when I was a kid, I went to like. Um, a, a sports trading store or something and I tried to see how much some of my cars was worth and they weren't like worth yeah. that much. I had to like hold on to them for a lot of <laughs> a lot of more years. They yeah. probably would be worth the, some are cars still worth money. I well that's what they kind of tanked. Yeah. I think there's still some yeah. like I think Jordan's rookie cards like a couple thousand. That like the real rare ones are the ones that yeah. are like the 1950s like Mickey Mantle shit. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, I think Babe Ruth. Honest Wagner from 1912 or something is worth a million dollars. Yeah. Quick break to remind everyone to stop by Subterracon, S U B. T-E-R-R-A-C-O-N.com and please consider a tax-deductible donation to help fund the making of the Jiraz Jenkins story. Now back to Jiraz. But I mean, like, that's another thing I think we, like, both of us, like, we've, what, we've gone and shot baskets a couple times, right? One or two, whatever. Yeah. And, but we're both, like, really into sports. Yeah. As, I mean, did you play anything growing up or was life, like... Man, I was always short, man. I was too <laughs> short. I, I'm telling you, it was, the odds were against me, man. I didn't have anything, man. I was, I was too short. You got short. that lefty, smooth lefty stroke there, I, man. I had a good shot, though. I was, I mean... The, the teachers wanted me to, like, one time, one year in, like, sixth grade, they wanted me to Alan play. Alan Iverson's only six foot, wasn't he? But, six one, whatever. But I'm not even six. I'm <laughs> five, like. <laughs> Muggsy Bugs. And then I had asthma, so mm-hmm. it was, I had a lot going on, man. But there's still, like, asthma. a love a love of the of love yeah. of sports. And you've actually done some, um, some art about I know you did that Alan Iverson, speaking of yeah. Iverson. You did the Mike Tyson that we're going to show down in uh, in Florida. Yeah. And we showed actually at the Squirrels game mm-hmm. last year. Um, so it is it is something. I mean, you still, I know because we, we still talk about sports, but it's something yeah. that you like do still pay attention to a lot. I don't as much as I used to because I'm, yeah. I'm more like focused as being an artist. Yeah. But as a kid, that was my first love, like sports. I, I love sports more than art yeah. like i mean i love to draw but i love to like go play basketball and stuff every day too i was i was active a lot that's why i could i could play like go do the playground stuff but yep. the practicing and running up steps and <laughs> suicides no nah, that wasn't me <laughs> <laughs> i still do suicides i swear to god that's probably why i screwed my back up that's See? exactly probably why. i'm too old to be doing that shit i'm trying to get get in, get active now though but I'm, I don't know, man. Life, I, I couldn't. I, life had it was too still. I couldn't like be active. I had to focus on on my on my on my getaway, my plan. Like right. I always had to plan 
to to get to a, to a certain level and then get to another like do you step. still do i mean do you still do that now that's the way my mind works yeah. yes that's the way i got here like yeah. i always had like i didn't know exactly if i was going to be an artist but i knew i was going to be something right like i knew i was going to do something if i was going to survive i was going to do something so i always had that type of mindset so i wasn't I didn't see myself getting into the league or anything, so I wasn't going to go play, right, right. play basketball or football. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you knew that at a young age. See, I yeah. was like, no, fuck it. I'm going I'm to be a baseball player. I mean, yeah, you, know. you could have been. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. And you was for yeah. You know, you yeah, did yeah, your yeah, thing, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God, now I got to go back, rehash memories. So, well, what is like, I mean, you still like are a planner, like you just said. Your mind works like that. Yeah. And what, like, do what are your visions for the future? Like, how, like, do you do you think you're going to stay in Richmond the rest of your life? Do you have visions of moving out? Do you, um, do you, do you, you know, like, what are your plan? Like, do you do you want to start your own school? Not school, school, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. St- you know, well, become like a. I mean, because at the moment, like, you're truly a mentor to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, that's why I think that you're changing people's lives, which is a lot of people don't do that. Yeah. They think they do, but you're actually really, truly doing it. Um, so I guess I'm like, yeah, I'm just interested. Like what, what do you think? What are you thinking for the future? Like where, like where, what are your plan? I mean, again, I know we're doing this documentary, which will hopefully be out in a couple months, three months, yeah. whatever. Um, which I think, you know, that, that's going to bring a different kind of, yeah man relationship to how you exist i'm definitely hoping this um this documentary can get my foot in the in in some doors man because yeah. i really need to i really need to get out of richmond like i mean richmond is richmond is good they have a art they have a art scene rising but I still have like I still I mean I need to take care of my family and but it's still a lot of distractions here in Richmond yeah. for me and it's and it's I need to I need to get out and see the world man because I feel like I'm worth more to, to people just getting out here and just I know I can, I can do so much for so many people around the world you, you know like so I need. I feel like I need to like spray my wings and just and and fly. I'm always gonna come back. Yeah, this is your home, but that yeah. doesn't mean you have to live here. Yeah. Yeah. And but with this documentary, man, I'm hoping that I can becomes a household name or, yeah. of some sort, or and, and just get. I hope this can create more opportunities for me, basically. Right. As in being an artist, as far as like showing my work, like having shows um do you want to go back to school do you or do you know yet i don't want to go back to school (laughs) let me rephrase the question have you thought (laughs) have you thought about going back to grad school i definitely have i definitely have thought about going back to grad school but man i don't know man i just want to i want to build something on my own first when i because i i got to take care of like I got so much, so I want to be able to still, I don't know, I don't want to be a starving artist, for real, for real. Right, like, right, right. I want to, I want to like, have something going on my own, like, be able to still, I don't know. I'm not afraid to say I want to, like, make money off my artwork and stuff, because I, I, I need to. I don't to. know why you would be, like, you know, I think it is kind of a bad thing to say when you're in school, yeah. but it's like, you know, again. I mean, this is the real world, and I, like, I want to do this for a living. Like, I think I like I have a message and I have a story to tell and and I can like reach a lot of people. So I wanna I wanna do that. Yep. No, no. I think you know the spread your wings and fly. You know what you do translates anywhere. You know, like in terms of if you know a being an artist, like you can be an artist. But the idea of like being a mentor of sorts, mm-hmm. um, you can go anywhere with that. And the fact that you're doing it here, it's it is like it becomes one of those, you know. Could you do that as a, like, could you start a business where you're like, yeah, a traveling art mentor, that you know, 
Yeah, even some non-profit stuff like right. Um, Which Art One Eighty is? Yeah. yeah, like I have um, I, I'm actually like renting um a house in in Northside, and I'm like that's my studio, and I like rent rooms out. I've rent, rented my upstairs out to like veterans, yep. and like some of my friends. So I'm thinking about maybe like continuing doing stuff like that. Like, well, and you've also talked about doing a project space there, and again, mm-hmm. that's bringing art into the neighborhood the, exactly which yeah. is an entirely different you know we've talked about this is an entirely different scenario mm-hmm. and it changes things yeah because in, in in these neighborhoods we don't people don't go to art exhibits like i never been to an art exhibit until i got back into school like like we don't we're not we're not exposed to that world not, do you think? I mean, I've I've talked about this with friends before. Ryan, do you know Ryan Latoya? But yeah, I've talked I've talked about this before with many people. That do you feel like art museums and galleries are kind of scary? I mean, not you know what I mean. Scary in terms of you don't feel like you're well. I mean, I felt like this. Uh, like when I started going back to school, it's like they, they just feel felt like an entirely different world. It's like I'm I'm not rich. I don't belong in this space. Yeah, I, I used to man before I got back into like school, like even in John Tyler, I tried to take like some of my artwork to to different like places in Richmond, a lot of places, to get to get my stuff into like competitions, and they were like, no, they were, they would just look at me and yeah. look at me like I stole somebody's <laughs> paintings. Like this is real, man. Like, <laughs> and it was insane. happening. The only place That's I could go insane. in was the Pine Camp um, recreational place around yeah. the na- close to the neighborhood I lived at, and that's how I like got my confidence uh, yeah. up and in, in with my art to get back into school and stuff. Like, I couldn't even go to like I'm not going to say any names yeah. or, or any places, <laughs> but I couldn't go to these places and and, and put my art. In shows or yeah. exhibitions, just because, and then like some people, some one one time, one guy said, "Man, you might want to change how you um you dress when you come to them." Like, man, fuck off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, fuck you. Yeah, I mean, you I don't find a way. Ne- never change who you are. Like that's the, yeah. It's like, and that's the. I got, the, I got the too crazy. much other shit to deal with to right. worry about my shirt. Right. You know. <laughs> But it's crazy to say that because art art is supposed to be encompassing yeah. of everybody and like yeah. inclusive of everybody. So to even ha- to have that mentality in an in an art facility, we'll say that yeah. gallery or whatever is is just I I don't know. It's kind of mind boggling. I mean, yeah. it just it just proves that there's ignorant people fucking everywhere. Exactly, man. Yeah. So it you know like that shit's never yeah. I you know like we can be hopeful that that'll change it won't I, I know i mean but that's again like that goes back to like how do how do we like change places and people and you know like because again like you are to me a, a perfect person to like really talk about the idea that art can sit you know i keep using that phrase art yeah. can save and art can change so how do we get these like art programs into certain yeah areas to like show what this can do and like really start breaking down walls and barriers and and social re- restricted yeah I don't know man but I will find out <laughs> right <laughs> now see, I like that I just have to be that example if I can come if I can come to some somebody with and present the evidence, then that'll make other people buy in. Right. I'm the evidence. Right. So, you know. Well, I guess, and it, I mean, it goes back to, and maybe I sort of asked this question earlier, but it goes back to the, you know, the, the juvenile detention. And it's like, to think about, like, do you feel like that a lot of these guys, and it's, is it all guys? Yeah. Okay. All, all of them are going to take to heart um, what you're preaching, you know? Yeah. I mean, all of them aren't 
I mean, it's out of the out of the nineteen guys we got. It's it's like two guys that are definitely like into it. Like they take on to it good, but still, like some of these guys already have like kids. Yeah, it's they still have to deal with life, and, yeah. and you know. And then they get back into life, and then life takes over. And we're yeah. only there for an hour out the day, you yeah. know. So. Yeah. Yeah, man. It, it's. It's on. It's. It, I feel like it's my responsibility to to become successful and to continually show people that it's possible. Yeah, because yeah. when they when they get lost and they and they and they lose hope, they need to be able to open up a magazine or or go to a gallery and see my work and see me still see me still prospering. Right. Then that's gonna like that's gonna get it them back. Hope. Yeah. So I have to be the evidence. Yeah. That's how I feel about in order to bring any type of change. Like my job isn't going to be done. I have to continue to, you know, I have to grow old and be and show people. Yeah. In order for other people to say, you know what, we're going to look for that next Jerez and we're going right. to open up these centers and we're going to. That's how it's going to have to happen because that's. Once and see you, that that's what I was thinking is like, you like the Jerez Center. I mean, yeah. you know, and that's something that becomes like a McDonald's of art yeah. across the country. And it's like this idea of putting them in underserved communities mm-hmm. becomes like a really big sticking point yeah. and to, 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 for change. Because you, you have to give like young black kids more options. Like yeah. the only option you have is play sports or <laughs> like go work a job or do something illegal and that's not going to last that's going to that's going to send you to jail or get you killed like there's no other options i was a, i was great at art and i still didn't see it as an option yeah yeah so i don't know when when every time michael jordan make a shoe or slam dunk like that makes them they makes like a new center want to get a basketball program you know, so I feel like I got to be that Michael Jordan in the oh, art world. I like that, actually. <laughs> but, I, like, I mean, again, like, I think that's art and sports are considered different and mm-hmm. in, in society and culture. I mean, everywhere. Yeah. It's like I always say if you stuck Michael Jordan in a street on one side and whoever, like, let's say Basquiat was still alive, you, if you put an image of both of them, well... 80% yeah. of the people know who Michael Jordan is. Maybe 15, 10% know who Basquiat is. Yeah. It's just like we think of things differently. So how can we merge those two where Chris and I always say the power of sports showing the power of art? Yeah. Um, if I, if I would have knew about like Basquiat as a teenager or as a, as a kid, that would have been a, changed a your world. very big impact on my yeah. life because he like was so successful at a young age. Yeah. Like that would have been my goal, but because I didn't know of, like I knew about I knew of like Warhol and stuff, but like I don't I, I'm nothing like you know yeah. I don't see myself nothing like Warhol. So I didn't I didn't see I didn't see that it wasn't a real thing. Right. It, it was. And Basquiat is. Yeah. And he's a real thing, yeah. yeah. That that kind of blew my mind, and it's so much more guys and and women like black artists past Boston. Like I'm learning about people every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yep. It's cold. And that could, it's cold. Yeah, <laughs> it's we, still good though. We, it's not bad. We can always put it in the microwave. No, but I think that that's that goes back to education. It's like the sadness that we don't teach equally, you know? And I think I'm hopeful that it's changing. I do. I do think in some ways there's, I feel a little change because when I got to college, I did, I learned a lot of stuff. I learned a lot of stuff about, about black art and just a lot of stuff that I didn't learn before then. Right. So, I mean, I feel like um, we're making some changes. And I, I think it's yeah. I was gonna say I think it's slow, but yeah. I, like I'm 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 always an optimist, so I always think, okay, this is moving forward. But it 
it's not fast it enough. It definitely could it's be not a lot fast better. enough, yeah. Because we pay too much attention to the bullshit in the world mm-hmm. and and not the stuff, again, not the stuff that matters. I got some paintings about that coming yeah. up. Yep. Yes. Look at the documentary. <laughs> that was a, that Come was a to good the shows. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, well, uh, I don't know, like, I mean, I know we have, like, plenty of more to talk about, and I know we're going to do one with me, you, and Paul. Yeah, man, we probably um, have to do a series with just... The, the Jurassic podcast, there you <laughs> go. We can, we can have a, a monthly Jurassic <laughs> podcast, like, we're actually doing one with doctors, we're going to call it, like, House Call. Uh, we do, like, 30-minute segments with different doctors and stuff cool. and talk, yeah. So, that'll be popping soon. You know. Man, you always got something. Uh, wrong, man. <laughs> that's why. That's why you my guy, man. Like you always. I got to get with Ron, uh, man. We're trying, man. We're trying to change the world, and I say we like that. You know, yeah. like that's like Chris and I are always. When somebody says you guys are doing no, it's no, no, no. It's we. We're doing this. Like yeah. this is all of us together. Because again, the idea that you know, I think your message of what you're doing is so powerful mm-hmm. that I feel like we're writing with you on that and but we want to get it out there like mm-hmm. as you do and like this is Jiraz. this is what he does this is how important he is and and show people that again art is this driver of change yeah man you know it's some good stuff man if i could sell it in a in a baggie i would <laughs> We won't talk about that. No, I'm just kidding. So, um, well, what, like, what, like, I kind of feel like, I, you know, there's so many questions I want to ask, but I don't know if I want to save some of it for when we do it with Paul. But, the, but what do you, like, I kind of asked this earlier, but what, what do you see the future bringing? And I know, like, that's more about what are your goals, but maybe it's kind of the same answer Mm -hmm. but um and it's not necessarily about the documentary but do you have other things you're like really interested in doing um i mean i want to i know one thing i want to travel i'm definitely i want to travel and i want to meet a lot of people like i want to meet like kahende wiley a lot of artists that i admire um you should apply to his his residency i seen that yeah and i definitely want to start applying to residencies like i'm I'm not really too too, so fast into going back to school and because i got debt and stuff now so we all do (laughs) yeah it's brutal yeah man so that's another thing they need to change just wipe out school yeah because it's debilitating i mean i think that that's part of the reason why a lot of people don't go to school yeah is because of the burden the financial, you know, mm-hmm. it, it is, it's debilitating to yeah. like really go, you know, holy shit, I have like $68,000 of school debt. I'm not paying that off before I die. And what, so just wipe it out, man. For like, real, I mean, and at least provide me with a way to just <laughs> make the money to yeah. pay it back. Yeah. But that's life and that's America. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, that's also like a bigger, a bigger um, issue. Yeah, and, and we can go deep down the rabbit hole yeah. on that, that shit. Yeah, um, but, but yeah, yeah. I want to do residencies and like meet a lot of people, and I just want to, I, I want to build my portfolio. My number one thing, like, I just want to get. I want my art to be. Like it's not to my likings yet. I mean, I yeah. I mean I like it, but I mean other people like You're my work. You're still growing as an me. artist. Yeah, yeah. So I want to perfect. I just want to perfect what I do, and I just want to. I don't know, man. I want to. Uh, I just want to. I'm still at that point where I just want to just have a different lifestyle. Like yeah. I'm 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 almost to that point where I'm like I'm I'm on the edge where I'm almost like. Okay, I made it, you know. So I'm yeah. just trying to get over that last hump, and once I get there, it's just everything just going to be art, art, art. Like I just want to be that 
that symbol just anything I can do, any opportunity I get, I'm gonna like take it, take it serious. Like I don't know, I can't even say what I want to, where I want to be, or where I'm going to be. Like I just know I want to. But I think that I like you're an artist. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's like the best thing I can say is like you because you you live it. You're you know, you like you love what you're doing, but you know, you're not there yet, yeah. which I think is always the life of an artist. It's like then you add something new to a painting and then it changes everything. And you keep, you know, and that idea, like you're always growing. Yeah. As as an artist and you do it like again, to me, everything you're doing from setting up your studio at your at your house to like wanting to like do a project space to working with seniors and juveniles and like you're mentoring but you're still doing the work mm-hmm. then you're doing extra and you're kind of like preaching what you do as this is the way you know yeah and so i i, I do you know i keep going back to that you are I'll overstate this you're kind of a hero in that sense in in how somebody can look at you and hear your story and know that you made it like and maybe you didn't make it yet to where you want to go yeah and that's always cool too because i think we all have goals and and always like Mm -hmm. i continue to have like set new goals and blah, blah, blah. Um, but you have made it, you know? Like I think, you you know, I said at the beginning of this, you survived. And, but that's not enough for you, you know? Yeah. Like you want to keep doing stuff and you want to keep showing how important what you're doing can affect other people. And that's pretty badass. I mean, that's like most people can only strive to do that. And I think you are doing like, Mm -hmm. I always say things that people say a lot of shit, but they don't do it. You know what I mean? And you're doing it. And, and I think that that, that's, that's meaningful. Like you're doing meaningful shit. I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) I I say so. So, um, what do you want to wrap up? You good, or do you want to keep? We can uh-huh. keep talking, man. Like I'm, I'm totally I'm good, good, man. I'm, okay, I think I'm good for okay. part one. Yeah, we, yeah, exactly. It is going to be part one because we are going to do one, um, one with Paul once we get this mm-hmm. film done. Um, and but I think there's a there's a lot a lot more that we can touch on in different ways. Um, but some of it is like we don't want to spoil it because we want to, you know, once the yeah. film comes out comes out, there's going to be a different kind of. I don't want to say different story, but an added story to how gonna, things go. The visual is going to go with it. So, yeah. so people can, I don't know, they could, I don't know, grasp it, grasp it right. more and maybe compare it to their, themselves. Yeah. I and mean, see, like, I, my family members, and I'm just, I want people to, I want to be that symbol. And, you know, I think you are, though. But I also want people to feel like I'm one of them, also. Like, everybody, race, regardless. Right. Like, I'm just like I'm you know I'm just like everybody else like this is just the this the basic is if you like strive to get you know the American dream right. it, I mean I don't have the American dream but I have my dream right like fuck just happen to the live American, American dream right. have your own yeah. dream and that's true and and go for that yep yeah that's a hell of an ending right there <laughs> <laughs> okay jazz thank you man um and we will we will have you back on uh probably in the near near future after we get this because get this film going so all right thanks jazz thanks for listening to the abstract athlete podcast my pops was an OG, that's what I heard in this street. Finally meet, no, he ain't sniffing dope in front of me. He must think I ain't know, nope. oh, he just didn't care. Nope. I know the streets like my favorite pair of underwear. Yeah. And you can look and tell, who don't like to tell. You get a bad vibe and you see him everywhere. But I ain't walked that way, because nope. I ain't have a K. And nope. I know he did, and I know that he'll... Thank you so much to Jaraz for taking the time today. I really beyond appreciate the rawness and honesty and, and really as a, as a person of privilege, the conversations that I have 
with him, I continue to understand and, and learn how to be a better person. Please stop by Subterracon, that's S-U-B-T-E-R-R-A-C-O-N.com and consider a tax-deductible donation to help fund the Jaraz Jenkins story. And also please visit his artwork at underscore Jaraz, that's J-A-R-A-Z, on Instagram. We really appreciate everyone listening to The Abstract Athlete Podcast. Please stop by our website, theabstractathlete.com, and our social media outlets for future events, pop-up exhibits, podcasts, and other information. See you next time when we talk with amazingly talented artist, furniture designer, and U.S. Army veteran Black Hawk helicopter pilot Alicia Dietz. Thanks as always, and do not forget to exercise the body, and do not forget to exercise the mind. Stay well.